Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I think our guys um, are enthusiastic um, about who this team can be. And it sounds crazy um, in some respects. It's, it's not a new season, um, but there's so many unknowns. Um, everything from the obvious without the fans to the bubble, um, all the precautions, um, the, the, the just the, the strange nature of the of the preparation. Um, and, and when you have a team that's got an enthusiastic mindset, I, I think that um, can be a real, real positive. That's Quinn Snyder echoing what Joe Ingles has said. We talked about this on TV last night. PK, these guys, maybe they'll go and fall flat, but everything you hear from them, they feel like this is going to be a great run for them. And they got to do it without Bogdanovich, which is a lot of shooting to lose, but that doesn't seem to be taking even a little bit of the edge off the enthusiasm for this. No, it don't, man. The enthusiasm is there. I have enthusiasm. You have enthusiasm. Yawk has enthusiasm. We make a great team. They make a great team. We are a great team. Wow. All right. Uh, The schedule's out. And if you are getting ready to sit down at night and watch jazz games, well, you're going to have to get ready to sit down in the afternoon. In some cases, the morning, at least in one case, the morning. A lot of 11 a.m. and 1.30, 1 o'clock games, that kind of thing for the jazz. They have one primetime game among the eight, and that is the Lakers. That'll be a 7 o'clock start. Uh, and then the last game with the Spurs, they haven't set a time yet. They'll probably pick whatever games have the biggest impact on the playoff matchups and assign that one. But the other six games, late morning, early afternoon, PK. Yeah, that just adds to the bizarre nature of it all, really, when you think about it. Why have every game be at 7 o'clock Mountain Time? Because that's traditional. That's normal. Why not play in the middle of the day in August, no less? Let's just keep with the craziness. And at that point, you know, all you can do, I don't want to say just blow it off and say you can laugh about it. That's the cliche, obviously. But it just adds to the nuttiness that is what's happening here with this NBA season. And so for that, from that perspective, I'm looking forward to it even more because it is truly a unique once-in-a-lifetime, hopefully, situation. Yeah, most of the uh, late games are going to the uh, the Lakers and the uh, Clippers and Good. the Houston Rockets also getting some late games too. So. Remember uh, what was I think it was in January, maybe February, they played uh, the Saturday. Dallas Mavericks yeah. at three thirty. Yeah, yeah, and it was so fun for it some was- stupid reason. Okay, so the difference is that was a Saturday and people were free. We're going to see a lot of weekday games here, and people are going to be at work. And sh- yeah, but I think you can have the television on and people at work. I mean, there's a lot of people who working are working home. who aren't at work. I uh, Yeah, I couldn't take your call. I was, uh, was on a Zoom meeting right then. Oddly, it ended the same time as the jazz game. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Gobert still has trouble smelling after testing positive for the coronavirus in March, told the French paper. The taste has returned. He lost his uh, sense of taste for a while. He's got that back. The smell, he can smell smells up close, 
but not from afar. So, you know, to put it in your terms, PK, when you got home as a kid, if you leaned right over the pot when Ma was was uh, cooking up the Italian food, when she had the, uh, the rigatoni going and the meatballs, you know, you could probably smell that, but you can't smell stuff from a ways away, so... Ooh, that smell! (laughs) Can't you smell that smell? (laughs) Specialists have told him it's going to take about a year to come back. So There's that. But he says overall, he's in good shape. He also doesn't feel more tired than normal. So for basketball, that would be the critical information. See, for me, it wouldn't be that big of an issue. Because for whatever reason, I only really have one nostril. My sense of smell has always sucked. And everybody can attest that PK has no taste. <laughs> Comedy. Excellent. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. The 16 out of 302 when they didn't have them in a controlled environment, I think has filled the NBA with quiet confidence that they're going to be able to keep their arms around this. That is Rick Buecher, that the NBA confident, testing a lot of people going into the bubble, got a low uh, rate of positive uh, tests back. So, and it seems like there's one sign, it's negative. There's one sign, it's positive. There's one interview, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. The next interview, hey, I feel pretty good about this. We're not really going to know until it's done because nobody's ever done this before, PK. Well, I can relate to this very, very well because all the research that has been done on me over the years always comes back with a low rate of positivity. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're supposed to have the popularity thing. All my stuff has always always come back negative, right? I knew eventually it would pay off and I would actually be in style. It just took longer in a different way that I thought about it, but, you know, here we are. Oklahoma City Guard Chris Paul, president of the National Basketball Players Association, told ESPN's The Undefeated on Saturday, the Players Union and the league are collaborating to allow players to wear jerseys with personalized social justice, social cause, or charity messages on the backs instead of, you know, traditionally the last name. So, what are jazz players going to be wearing? Is this going to fire you up or turn you off. We will get to that coming up in our Uh next segment. We've got a list of responses coming in on Facebook. A mere (laughs) 105 comments. We don't usually get to triple digits. 14, 17, 25, 24, 29, 28, 97. Why would jazz fans go at Donovan Mitchell on social media? 97 is uh, the recent peak. Usually get 20 or 30 comments. 105, PK. Have you already been through them? You got a few favorites already? I looked, I, I think I put it up Friday night. Or no, Saturday night. Saturday night, right. Today's Monday. So I, I didn't look yesterday, though. So anything that's been uh, within the last uh, 24 hours or even a little bit more than that, I haven't seen, no. All right. We'll get to that and your thoughts uh, coming up next. Brooklyn Nets forward Wilson Chandler, the latest NBA player to opt out of playing in Orlando. Chandler said he's opting out to spend more time with his family, in particular his grandmother who raised him, and his three children. So, one more guy who won't be there. The Brooklyn Nets sitting in seventh place in the East. they got a losing record, but they are sitting in the playoff spot right now and ought to hold on to that since they're six games in front of the Wizards. DJ and PK. 
hashtag NFL. There's ways to incorporate, much like Taysom Hill with the Saints, use him as a you know halfback, halfback pass, but occasionally let him run it just you know just to show that you'll do that, something like that. But I don't know if you take him out, take Aaron out on goal line, and put Jordan in and run an option, and then you get crushed. Brett Favre, they're speculating about how Jordan Love could be used, get him some snaps, get him going while Aaron Rodgers is still there, assuming that uh, transition and that handoff is going to take place in a couple of years. And Taysom Hill in New Orleans, the uh, the obvious, I guess, what everyone would aspire to if you're going to use a quarterback in that role. It's gone about as well as any quarterback. Remember when Cordell Stewart was in that role a long time ago? Slash. It seems like as we've gotten away from pocket passers, I mean, there's still some pocket passers out there, but quarterbacks have been getting more athletic, so it makes it easier to do this kind of stuff if you want to get creative. I don't see it. I don't really see Jordan Hill being a Taysom Hill. I don't really see anybody being another Taysom Hill. You took Jordan Love as a first-round pick, not as a third-team quarterback, kind of a trick pony which what Taysom Hill has been, now he's moving up the chain now. They didn't pay him like a third-team uh, quarterback in this this year most recently, and that's why it's going to be different. That's why it'll be interesting to see how they use Taysom Hill this year with that in mind. Before, he was a free agent, and so you could put him in there, and, and it took him a, a little bit to recognize the great athletic ability I don't know that Jordan Love has that athletic ability to the level of Taysom Hill because I don't know that anybody has that level of athletic ability to the degree that Taysom Hill has it because that kid was such an unbelievable athlete, and this still is, obviously. So I think that if you're looking to get him some playing time in the next couple years so he's ready, say, in two years, three years, whatever it was, like Aaron Rodgers did with Favre himself, I think you can find ways to get him in there conventionally. I wouldn't put him in there in a halfback situation. I, you didn't. You, you you're not going to take a quarterback in the first round and look to move him someplace else. I wouldn't think. I would think you would take him to be a quarterback and have him play quarterback. So find opportunities, which I think you'd find in the next couple of years, to get him in the ball game and use his skills as a quarterback because that's what you drafted him as. The big NFL news, the New England Patriots busted cheating. What were the odds? Find $1.1 million. And they lose a third-round draft pick next year, stripped by the NFL after the Patriots' in-house video crew was caught filming the Bengals' sideline during a Cincinnati-Cleveland game on December 8th. The Patriots' TV production crews will not be allowed to shoot any games during the upcoming season. Now, with all this bad news, the Patriots getting busted cheating, it was shocking, PK, to learn that all the rumors and all the speculation finally came on that very day to help try and bury the headlines. Cam Newton is signed to a one-year deal. Lots of incentives in the deal. It's uh, Newton, Jarrett Stidham, and Brian Hoyer. May the best man win to replace Tom Brady. And it's a one-year deal, so presumably if Newton wins that job and has a good year, hits a bunch of those incentives, and then he's still young enough to get a big money deal from either the Patriots or somebody else in the offseason. Yeah, he's 31 years old, I think, and uh, yeah, to me, they seem like a no-brainer. Now, we've seen Hoyer, kid out of Michigan State, play for a number of years. Stidman, what did he throw? Four passes last year, whatever. You know, I don't know what he's Stidman? going to be. Who's at Stidman? Per- what did I just say? Jared? Stidman. It's Stidham. Yeah. Stidham. Uh, I don't know what he's going to be as a professional. 
I mean, we, ju- we just don't know what these guys are going to be until they've got this opportunity. Even the greatest of them in college, we don't really know. So maybe they think that, you know, he can win the job and they can win ball games. Cam Newton, we've obviously seen play at the highest level, but we've also seen him slump and be injured and all that stuff. So I thought it was a no-brainer that they exi- they sign him. And I-, I hope the guy succeeds, man. It- to me, this is the classic pro sports stories why you keep people say oh i'm out no they keep bringing you back in to quote the godfather because who's not going to watch cam newton try to win the job in new england really whoever wins the job who's not going to be interested to see how new england does right see if new england they were i have already read stuff there are people who thought they were going to finish third in the division i think with what we had seen that over the you know past few weeks since brady took off months since brady took off that the Bills were the favorite. But now with Cam Newton there, already last night I was reading, now the Patriots, you you watch the Vegas money, the Patriots are going to end up being the favorite. And whether they can be a playoff team or not, whether they can win the division or not, is Bill Belichick going to face plant? Uh, there's plenty of storyline here. And, and plus, we haven't even gotten to the part yet, can an NFL MVP, is he essentially done at 29 and 30? Or here at 31, is he going to resurrect his career? And we got all kinds, and we can go down the list, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Breeze is older than Rodgers, and Brady is older than Breeze. It would be easy for someone to sign him to a four-year contract. Oh, Roethlisberger is another guy who's older than Cam Newton. So if he has a year, any team out there that has a need could be signing him to a four-year deal and be set up for a good run if he's healthy and plays at a high level. And I was reading a bunch of stuff last night that there are people who think it all comes down to is his foot healthy because his footwork was messed up because he was protecting his injured foot because it hurt so bad, and that messed up his mechanics. And that if his foot's healthy, then he's going to go back to being Cam Newton. And then, you know, for the people who hate the Patriots, that's going to suck because it's what, it's what you just said. Like, how, how do you not watch the Patriots? There's so many people who hate the Patriots. If they have a smooth transition from Brady to Cam Newton, who is healthy again, that is going to irritate a lot of people. Yeah, well, don't leave out Stidman. Stidham. <laughs> Who's Stidman? I don't know. It's close to Stedman, which would be Oprah, which would be, I don't know. Then we're off on some tangents. It's got nothing to do with it. I had it in my mind. There's somebody out there like that. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, NFL Players Association Executive Director DeMarie Smith says he is not happy to see NFL players continue to work out together, despite a union advisory sent out last weekend saying they should stop doing so. They are not in the best interest of protecting our players heading into training camp, but I don't think they're in the best interest of us getting through an entire season, Smith told USA Today. But competition, PK, you want to be able to do your job as well as possible. And there are stars who can sit out and nobody can say anything. But, man, there's a lot of guys in the NFL just trying to get their three, four years in. And they are not separated. There's just not that much of separation between them and some guy out of the league. So they're trying to do everything they can. I get why he's saying that. But if some guy's trying to hold on to his job, he's going to go work out. I don't get why he's saying it. Why is he saying it? Because I think he thinks that it's going to lead to more positive tests, and that's not in the best interest of them getting through an entire season. I think 99% that's why he's of the people who get the positive tests recover and they're just fine. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
It's a sliding fluid situation that we all have to come to grips with. The numbers are stunning, yes, but I think that, again, you've got to remember that the time is definitely still an ally. It's narrowing, but it's still an ally. That's Tim Brando. We've had it on the show multiple times, but that's on somebody else's show, not on, not on our show. But talking about college football, they got time to get this right and get this figured out. And it sounds oh, like yeah. he's ready for a bunch of question marks. And if they have to postpone games and make them up and slide back conference title games, like we saw the headlines a week ago, like we've been talking about for a couple months, Tim Brando sounds like he is good to go with that if necessary. Clearly what he's saying is time is on my side. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, oh, bad financial news for some Pac-12 schools. Under Armour who has a Utah contract. Under Armour is attempting to break its 15-year, $280 million contract with UCLA. The deal started in 2017. It's the largest college apparel deal in the country. Under Armour also reportedly tried to break its deal with Cal, 10 years, $86 million. That was a deal signed in 2016. How much of this is Under Armour having problems in-house and struggling? How much of this is Under Armour sending some rep to a game at the Rose Bowl and saying, whoa, this is not what we signed up for? And why has UCLA got the richest contract in the country? There have got to be 10, 15, 20 brands stronger than UCLA. And granted, they're in a lull now. They're not playing well and nobody's showing up at the Rose Bowl. And literally crowds of under 25,000 there. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't really care about them. I'm just wondering what it means for Utah. Yeah, right. As these are these the only two deals they're trying to break, or are these the first two before they try to break a bunch? Right. At which point Utah would get caught up in it. I mean, Utah's drawing about what Under Armour must expect them to draw. Right. They're winning about the way they they're would be expected to win. Whereas Cal's attendance is down a little. UCLA's down a lot. And two hundred eighty million over fifteen years. Yikes. Uh, Washington Huskies reducing their overall athletic department budget by 15%. Coaches have all agreed to a 5% pay reduction. Uh, the AD says it's going to save $13 million, and she reiterated the school intends to continue offering all 22 of its athletic programs. 5%? Boy, that'd be sweet, huh? Not really, right? It's not much. <laughs> 5%. Okie doke. Mississippi lawmakers voted Sunday to retire the Confederate battle emblem from its state flag following widespread increased pressure that came in part from the world of sports, including Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin, Mississippi State coach Mike Leach, MSU star running back Kylan Hill, who said he would not play unless the state flag was changed. They changed it on the weekend, PK. They had a Sunday vote. Man, they were in a hurry to change that thing. Uh, I guess we're getting into the uh, recruiting season, huh? Apparently, I don't know. They, I wonder. I don't know that they have that many, you know, big corporate employers and businesses down there. If they were worried about losing some of them, I don't know. But change is coming. They're gonna have a new state flag. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The reason for the delay, it appears, is because there still have to be some allocations for the possibility of games moving around uh, if COVID-19 is is deemed to be uh, out of control in particular areas of the country. And, of course, uh, with a season that begins about a month from now, a lot can change in a month's time. All right, that's Fox Sports' John Rossi saying the Major League Baseball schedule uh, has been delayed. And I guess they have to line up either other major league parks that they can move games to or 
AAA parks they could move games to in case, you know, for instance, uh, they have an outbreak in Florida now. Maybe Tampa Bay can't play at home. Or if, uh, you know, I don't know, pick a team, pick a city. PK. The Diamondbacks in Arizona. The Diamondbacks in Arizona. Now, see, if you needed to get a, a AAA ballpark that had hosted a major league game before, even if it was preseason, and that was in a different population center away from the other stadiums in the West, what would you pick? Don't say Fresno or Sacramento. Don't say it, PK. No, I would say I'd pick ours. Yeah, that, that kid. I've been in that ballpark. I've been in their their clubhouse, their, all that stuff. I mean, I haven't been in some of these new parks in their clubhouses, but it, the Dodger Stadium clubhouse is no better than the one that we have here. I've been in both several times. And so it's a first-class deal. I, I don't know that they if they let fans in, that would be cool. And it would be cool, nonetheless, to have them up here either way, sure. It's a beautiful ballpark, obviously, and in the summer – as I felt so bad for the golf yesterday because the summer is just always so gorgeous, the summer evenings, and they have rain at the end yesterday. I just, we'll get to it here in a second. But, uh, yeah, the weather's great, and, and sure. I always thought this is a uh, underlying, uh, uh, what was it, uh, what, what am I looking for? Uh, underrated? Un- underrated baseball underrated. community. Okay. Yeah. And there's some major leaguers. Now, some of them came up through the PCL, and so they came through town for AAA, but there got to be some guys who either jumped straight from AA or maybe they got traded and, you know, played in the, played back east and didn't play in the PCL. Sitting in the dugout, looking out at the Mount Olympus during a game. It's oh, of course. Not the worst setting for Major League Baseball. <laughs> Somebody ought to be able no. to adapt to that. Yeah, yeah. It's actually big time. It's extremely beautiful. We've all been there. Korean Baseball Organization is going to start welcoming fans Friday. They're going to open stadiums at 30% capacity, work their way up to 50% in coming weeks. So if there were a AAA team here, 30% of 15,000, you'd have about 4,500 fans there. That'd work. Yeah, yeah, I hope it it does work, actually. Good sign. DJ and PK. Obviously, it's it's a great streak, and any time you're mentioned with those names, it's uh, it's very good. And you know, I, I'm definitely proud of myself for for continuing the streak, and I want to keep it going. But it was a long time between between wins, though, and so hopefully it won't be that long for the next one. Golf. Dustin Johnson gets the win. That's 13 straight seasons he has a victory. That is a rarefied air. On the PGA Tour. Yeah, I think it's Arnie and Tiger and somebody else. Torino, maybe. You like that list, don't you? Oh, that's yeah, a, for sure. <laughs> that's a one-stroke win. He was grinding out, but he beat Kevin Strillman. You see him taking the shoes and socks off there and in the water and yeah. chipping up and having to chip again, but still saving par. He got it done, and he needed it since he won by just uh, just one shot. Yeah, and, and, and he needs uh, 18. He's got a par uh, if he bogeys they got a playoff and so he stands up there over his tee shot hits it 351 yards 13 yards longer than anybody had hit that day and faldo was just going man adrenaline's really kicking in and dotty pepper i think is the female she as the ball's in flight she says touch them all (laughs) (laughs) and then afterward he had a sheepish grin on his face well, you know, I needed to hit a good shot. I knew it because I had the par. And uh, so, yeah, I hit the best one of the day. <laughs> I 
I mean, this guy's had enormous talent. What was it, like eight to ten years ago? Every major, I kept picking him. Yep. Uh, you remember it. I do. Uh, because you, you look at him, you think, okay, this guy's just got everything that you need. And he's put it together. And he's an extremely talented golfer, obviously. And uh, he can get a job done. I mean, he's got, what, what are they, he's got, he's got 20 wins now on the tour. Which is the Hall of Fame number. That's yeah. uh, the number that uh, whenever we have Bob Casper on, he's always talking about guys want to get to 20 because that's the Hall a of Fame number. exemption, yeah. Yeah. I th- what is he, 30? I, I think would say it's, it's a great streak. And uh, any time you're mentioned yeah. with those yeah. Thanks, I mean, Thanks Jacques. It's, it's a great streak. I mean, and, it's, it, it, and he's got, in what's trending, he's got a streak of being mentioned twice now. They're saying what's <laughs> trending. Go. Got a streak going here. <laughs> that's what you get for calling PK out on the Stidham Stedham thing right there. Then you say, Stidham? moments later, <laughs> Bang! Oh, oh, oops. Touch. I think he can get ten more. Do- there's there's Dottie Pepper again. Touch them all. Hit all those yeah. buttons in there, Yak. Uh, and speaking of playoffs, although they didn't have one on the Travelers Championship because Dustin Johnson got his par at the uh, Travelers Championship, they didn't have the playoff. But the Utah Championship had a playoff. Daniel Summerhays going low, sixty-two, and he gets into a three. Three-way playoff, but uh, he's out on the first hole, and Kyle Jones wins on the second playoff hole. And as you said, PK, after days, and you know we were watching every day, and there'd just be these glorious shots down these tree-lined fairways, framing the mountains. And then the last day, there's just umbrellas and wind, and <laughs> everybody's looking miserable. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. It, it did suck for them because the, the weather did uh, turn turn bad. Obviously, yesterday. But it was a great golf tournament. Uh, Summer Hayes, that putt in the first uh, hole, you know, was just a couple inches of, short of not going in. Just I think it slid to the left a little bit. Uh, and Kyle Jones, uh, Haley had made the putt, which eliminated Summer Hayes. And then Jones got to step up there. He's got to make the putt. When Haley made his putt, there wasn't as much pressure. But Jones has got to make that putt to go to the second hole, and he does. Wow, I mean, that was a big-time putt for that guy. And then, obviously, he makes the putt to birdie on the next hole, and he wins it. Now, I was telling Yach, Jones is from Snowflake, Arizona, which is up in the White Mountains. And that that whole area, uh, eastern Arizona, down into Safford, it was known as heavily, heavily LDS. So, I don't know if Jones is. He went to Baylor to play college golf. Well, he's listed him 5'8", 215, stocky old fellow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was reading up his high school coach, coached there for 20-some years and was just a golf legend in the community, retired in 2015, and they did a story, the local paper up there on him, and he was talking about how he was going to retire and come to Utah. So I assume there was some LDS connection. I don't know if Jones is, but Snowflake... People think it's for the thing, the little no, white thing that falls out. No, it's not the weather. No. It's the snow it's, family and the flake family. Which are two heavily LDS names. In fact, uh, there was a congressman who was all anti-Trump out of the East Valley area named Jeff Flake. I don't think he did re-election, uh, but he was always banging on Trump there. He's still a prominent voice in political circles. Yeah. And so, yeah, that they, I, I would assume he's a descendant of the flakes and then the snows. Too. That's how they got the community name. So, small, small town up there in the White Mountains. Let's see if this uh, this youngster goes on. What's he? Twenty six years old, I think they said. 
uh, and yeah. what, what what can he do later on? But it was well, an exciting tournament. He's eighth on the money list now, so he's all set up to go to the uh, the big tour next year, and he got a taste of it last year, apparently. So I don't know if he has- yeah, and you can't miss him. He's got the big beard, and he's five eight two fifteen. Yeah, stocky. Yeah, and the beard is big. The only bigger beard was the caddy. Holy cow, that was a big beard. Mike Weir, 9-under, tied for uh, 67th in the tournament. And uh, and that was supposed to be Daniel Summary's last tournament, but then afterwards he was leaving the door open for playing in Colorado. Going to the Eagles this week, yeah. So That's might, this week, yeah. He might play one more week. Well, I mean, if he's going to teach at Davis High, school's not starting next week. No, he actually was talking about how it would be part of a trip to Missouri to see his in-laws. But they were driving oh, back there anyway. He was talking about it in the... Uh, he did a press conference afterwards. Stop and play some golf in Colorado <laughs> on the way. Why not? Hey, we can pay for the trip, honey. Why not? You know, so. yeah. He did say that that still had to be negotiated. He was kind of looking. She, I don't know if she was standing over there or if he was looking at He had a lot of family there, so I don't know. Maybe he was looking at some other family member. But All right, DJ and PK, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, your reaction coming up next. What do you think? Uh, More than 100 comments on players wearing messages for social causes, social justice on the back of their jerseys uh, as the NBA restarts. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Howard Beck with Leach Report with us. Adam Silver said we're coming back because sports bring people together when they need it the most. Is that the real reason or are they coming back because of money? It's everything, right? There's a lot at stake in terms of the money. Somewhere between 900 and a billion to be gained by playing these games. They need to fulfill some of their part of their TV contract, both nationally and regionally. So it's naive to think they're coming back just for some virtuous goal of bringing people together. That's a bit much. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. PK, we're going to need a definition on hot toast here, and probably every listener will draw the line in a slightly different uh different place but you know the hot take right you say something controversial i personally think usually they have to be a little surprising if they're predictably a hot take are they really that hot a take or is it you know you're just saying something that you know is going to stir people up i don't really think of that as a true hot take which i think is where hot takes have gone it's you know hot takes have jumped the shark as it is and i'm looking at these comments here and yeah. the takes, they're all over the board, and yet none of them are really surprising. I think if you set all the emotion aside, and clearly from the comments, that's not easy to do. But if you set all the emotion aside, <laughs> you're going to say, well, I'm not surprised somebody said that. You know, it might not be what you think, but it's not. You still know that opinion's <laughs> out there. Ooh, I'm not surprised they said that. This one. How about this one? You saw this one coming as soon as you posted it. Uh, the question, for those of you who weren't with us in the last segment when we were talking about it, uh, reports are the NBA will allow players to put social justice statements on their jerseys in place of their names. Please give us your reaction. Uh, Clint, who cares about their opinions? That, that doesn't shock you. Uh, it's uh, BS. We don't watch sports to get political views. We watch to enjoy the game. That came from Matthew. Uh, that's not surprising. 
Um, the uh, <laughs> Then this one uh, from Andrew. Will the NBA then allow players to promote human rights for those in Hong Kong? Let's start there. You knew that was coming. You are not surprised at all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second here. I'm still waiting for Steve Kerr to tell me what he thinks on that. Not yet. I mean, uh, the Rocket, Rockets GM got all sorts of heat on what, what was it? It was very, it was only like a three or four word tweet, Stand right? Stand with Hong Kong. Yeah. It came from. Is that what it was? Yep. Daryl Morey. Yeah. And at the time, that was Should've the biggest Neil. thing. Now we've had mul- multiple biggest things since then. Yeah, I think that it's interesting, the whole concept, obviously, and it's certainly controversial to a degree. It's up to you to decide which degree. Uh, You know, the professional sports leagues and individuals, but more so the leagues, I think that uh, they've got to be careful on allowing folks to express themselves, but also not turning off people because it is about whatever sport you might be playing, but they're individuals, too, and have their beliefs and, and feelings and motivations and all that stuff. Uh, what do you do that'll, to allow them to express them that doesn't cross the line? Because it is empl- it is a job. Now, on their own, obviously, Donovan Mitchell can pretty much say whatever he wants. And it doesn't matter whether I agree with it or not. Who cares whether you agree with it? The way I look at it, uh, he should have that right to express himself, as he's done multiple times on Twitter. I don't think what he said is outrageous, but some people get offended by that. But at once the league sanctions it, it seems like that's a little bit different. And, you know, what's it going to be? Uh, what is your social media, uh, or uh, not social media, but your social statement stance? You know, obviously the Black Lives Matter, is that's an easy one. You can put that out there. Uh, but how far do you go? Yeah, uh, there'll be other stuff. I mean, LeBron has already said that there's a lot of issues to work on. I can't breathe. I mean, there's there's a bunch of catchphrases out there. Yeah, but he said the first thing he wants to work on is getting people to vote. So someone is going to have register to vote. That's not the one that's that's going to drive people crazy. No, not at all. So suppose uh, rename uh, John Wayne Airport. (laughs) <laughs> that is a thing. Orange County. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, we, how far are you going to go with this? And the, and how much are folks going to get turned off? I made a, like you with the soccer, you made a conscious decision. And by the way, man, the ladies league, <laughs> person on non grata. And I don't care if it costs me my career, DJ. Jake, Scott, and I were enjoying a laugh about that the other night. Good. <laughs> At your expense, I might add. As usual. <laughs> With your big manifesto. <laughs> uh, so I made this conscious decision that I do it with my music, too. M- most musical artists, like m- in my experience, print journalists anyway, lean left. That has been my experience. I worked in newspapers for 23 years in a daily newspaper. And most of the folks there, that's the way they leaned. If you don't want to believe it, fine. If you want to believe it, fine. I don't care. That's my personal experience, right? Uh, And that's the same way it is with music folks. And I decided that I'm going to enjoy their music and not worry about their politics. Because once I open the door to politics, I can't just pick and choose. And then, well, I don't like his politics. I don't like her politics. So I don't like their music. No, I'm going to just view the music for the music's sake. 
Same thing with sports. You know, I've said that if you want to talk about labor issues, I'm not your guy. Because I'm not going to get into that. When I became a sports fan at a very young age, it had nothing to do with how much money they made. It had nothing to do about guaranteed contracts or any other labor issues. So I don't follow it. Just, I'm out. Sorry. I'm not going to let it spoil me. Same thing here with their politics. I'm not going to let it just diminish my enjoyment. So I'm of the opinion, whatever they want. I don't care. But, it doesn't matter yeah. to me. But a lot of folks have different opinions, and they're certainly entitled to every one of them. And also, you and I are hardcore, so we're going to watch. You know, the ratings, you, you can take a ratings hit over, you know, the whatever issue, right? Yeah. And in this case, uh, you know, it'll be political, social justice issues and all that, and you take a ratings hit. But it never goes to zero. The hardcore are always there. You know, it's the people around the edges, the people who really can take it or leave it. The people who only part yeah. way in. And so that's why ratings go up and down. But the ratings don't go to zero because there's always a hardcore who thinks what you just said. I'm here for And the I think basketball. we're talking to the hardcore, though. Yeah. I think I, the, the, if you post on our Facebook page, I consider you hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of people on 100, I don't have what percentage of the 100 comments that are turned off by this, but I would uh, imagine it's fairly high. I, it looks to me like it's probably uh, 70, 30. 70 turned okay, off. Okay, 30%. 30. No, 70% turned off. 30%. Okay, 70, well, it, that's it, a large number. I, I agree. Now it we're is. dealing with mostly white folks. I understand that. It's a market we live in. And let's call it like it is. Mostly white folks are going to be turned off by this. Not all. We're just speaking generally here. Let's call it like it is. Let's let's speak real truth. And if we want to speak real truth, you know, what social issues uh, don't have kids out of wedlock and abandon them? Are we going to have that? Are we just going to decide it's one form of social justice or social discussion? Are we going to have across the board so everybody can benefit from it? What's it going to be? Scott posts, I think it's hard for people of privilege to see stuff that makes them question that privilege. I think the players have a right to make a statement. I'm glad they're doing it. I support it fully. So there's one of the 30% who is totally on board right? with this. He's got, and, what, and, and then you get into that. What, what is people of privilege? You know, that is an excellent question that will take a lot more space than is available on the back of a jersey. <laughs> was I born with the same privilege as Grant Hill was? And we have two different skin colors. Or is it just automatic? If you're born with this skin color, you're this privilege. If you're born with that, you're that privilege. Or you're less privilege, no privilege. You know, where do we go with this? Is, is green the privilege? Is that the color that matters? Meaning, obviously, money. Cash. Well, I told you before, I think there's, you know, privilege comes in a thousand flavors. And, uh, you know, you were talking about how you know, if you if you get involved with uh, kids as they go through the education system, uh, you know, you've been surprised at some of the kids you've seen, you know, you've, <laughs> for one reason or another, you've raised a lot of different kids. And if you spelled it all out on the Not air. Not well, I might add. Uh, I would say that there's been a mix there. <laughs> so you, you'll always go to the one that bothers you the most. I get that. But, um, you know, I mean, just... Certainly money brings some privileges that you can only have if you have the money, you know. But then when a teacher is uh, judging whether a kid can or can't do something in class, 
you know, as a first or second grader, as a fourth grader, um, you know, I don't know that money is the most important thing in that decision in that moment and how that no, impacts that kid. Not always. Right. No, so there, there are moments where, you know, the, the, the color of your skin matters a lot. There's another moment when Certainly. it matters how much money your parents have. But I think there's yes. another moment where it just matters. Did your parents finish high school? Did your parents finish college? You know, those things matter in those moments. So right. Well, that's that you're proving my point that there isn't just a blanket privilege. There's there's that's the whole point. Privilege comes in a thousand flavors, but certainly I, I think it comes in a million. All right. In a million. Um, <laughs> More uh, than 31 flavors. It's <laughs> OK. It's a little early for ice cream. Um, and I can't even read all of these. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, there's a lot of profanity. They're dirty. They're nasty. They're pro- oh, profanity. Yeah. What a ble- well, delete them. When you- Wayne Wayne Hampton. What a bleep show. Shaking my head, except he said it. Uh, bleep the police is a statement for social justice from uh, Richard. I mean, it's just bleep. Oh yeah, bleep, we're gonna yeah. have that. What level are we going to go? Justice for all. Who disagrees with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, some people you know probably I mean? do, Equal but rights. nobody who's going to come on the air and discuss it, but there's somebody out there. Oh, yeah, but there'll always be that fringe out there. That'll never go away, but they're lunatics. But they still impact No, I want justice lives. for me and injustice for you. I mean, come on. That's stupid. All right, DJ and PK, uh, you can keep the comments coming. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up this morning, Dave Rose is going to join us at 8.30, Steve Cleveland at 9.30. PK, you uh, you didn't take the weekend off. You posted this on Facebook on Saturday, but you, you followed it up with another posting, another issue in the community that, man, I, I got to admit, when I moved here, I didn't know this would be such a topic, and now I'm like, obviously it's a topic. <laughs> Uh, Caleb oh, Lohner. Important topic. Should new BYU basketball signee Caleb Lohner have cut his impressive locks? See the before and after pictures. And uh, we can talk. Which about- I don't know how to put up. Yak had to do that. Way to go, Yak. You're the man. All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that with Dave Rose at 830, Steve Cleveland at uh, 905. And a lot of you are posting about it on Facebook. And we'll get to that. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God, stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned? You'd like me to call you Handsome. Is that right? That's better than Hans, yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. With a little extra time on your hands, it's time to talk about what we're doing to kill time. What did you watch last night with DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network? Too much time on my hands. Too much time on my hands. 
Yuck, we need Joe Ingles in the middle of that open. You got to re you got to rework that open. You got to re-edit that. We need Joe in there. I don't care what you're watching. I'll work on it. All right. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention the ad and receive $33 off any service. Just for mentioning this ad, call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. All right, what were you watching over the weekend, PK? I was watching the uh, golf, obviously, which we discussed earlier in this hour, and uh, I was watching the fires. Growing up in Southern California, and there was a massive massive fire we had to be evacuated when i was in like the first grade and uh, well no we didn't have to i think it was not mandatory evacuations but it was um there were still people evacuating it wasn't mandatory yet there's a huge fire burned like i don't know a couple hundred thousand acres or something and burned within a mile or two of our house and so uh every time every time someone set fireworks off in the neighborhood you could just There'd just be people nonstop. That's going to start a fire. Everything in San Diego is so dry. And now we had it here with the fireworks starting a fire on Saturday and then lightning starting a fire on Sunday. It was, uh, Yak was tweeting about it. It was his neighborhood. That was, uh, pretty scary stuff for a lot of people. So you're watching the news? Yeah, I was. I watched, uh, I watched more news than I usually do. All right. Yeah. What were you watching? I watched the deal on the decision. I didn't realize it was such a controversial thing. I mean, a guy got up there at the boys club, boys and girls club, and he did some for charity, and he was a essential figure in the game, still is for that matter. He'll go down as one of the certainly five most uh, central figures in the game of basketball, I would think, whether you think he's better than Jordan and he belongs first team, all forever team, or whatever. But just as far as the amount of publicity that LeBron James has generated and virtually everything that he does, there's few that could compete with him. And he's still going strong, too. That's what's amazing at his age, obviously. On and off the court, he's going very strong. Uh, I, didn't, I, I mean, I remember watching it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, it was a big deal that he left the team. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but that free was agents. I mean, Shaq changed teams. Yeah, yeah the, the actual the uh, stage of the decision and being it televised. I didn't think it was that controversial. I mean, he was a. It's a sign of the times in which we live in, and that befit. Is, is that even a word? It, yes. It, it just it it went with his personality. You know, Darren Williams wasn't a megastar to that degree, and I think he put it out on Twitter. You know, but very few players are reaching the level of uh, not just just name recognition, face recognition that LeBron James has had in any sport ever. So it seemed appropriate for him to do that. You wouldn't have it; everybody would be doing that. You know, some of these I mean, these guys. You know, Chris Burgess was a big name at the time, and he had his press conference. The whole school, they had, I went to the press conference down there in Irvine, and there were several high school kids who announced their decision. Now, he was the highest profile, and you're choosing Duke, and obviously Duke is a legendary basketball program. You know, you're not going to decide between uh, Riverside and uh, Irvine, community college and have a big press conference you know what i mean but at the level that lebron was i didn't think it was that big of a deal well i think it was and a i'm couple, surprised yeah, i mean it they made a, it such a big decision about make a big issue of it 
It was a couple things. I think that one, just because it was LeBron, everything's a big deal. Certainly the fact that he was leaving the hometown team, the team that had drafted him, and you know, a city that desperately craved a championship that had gotten close with them because they'd been to the final but didn't get it. I mean, all that stuff played into it. And I think at the time there was some talk about he shouldn't have done the show. Um, and then there were people who defended him deal. for doing the show. But it was just one of it's, the many big deals. And I think the sign of the times is I think that was a sign of the changing times. You know, it wasn't the kind of thing. It was done in 2010. It wasn't the kind of thing that was done in 2000. But it's not the kind of thing that would shock you now in 2020. And so it's as the times are changing, a guy, his stature is the one who's going to help change the times. So he did take some heat for it at the time. I, I got to admit, when I saw that show was on, I thought... Really? We're going to go back over that again? I, I just didn't have any interest in I didn't in think it was worthy of a show. Right. Ten years later. Because I didn't think it was that, that big, big of a deal. deal. The one interesting part to come out of it is the fact that the idea came from a reader who put it in a mailbag to build and, and that's fine. Yeah. Somebody's got to come up with the idea. How? But I didn't think it was worthy to review ten years and later I'm, I'm because I didn't think regard. it was that yeah. big of a deal at the time. How, it wasn't that controversial. How quickly did they put it together? When did they start working on it? I'd have to go back and watch I it. I wonder, because I, I wondered, and I didn't care enough to look, so yeah. I really don't know the answer to this, but I wondered how much of this was influenced by, hey, look what that Jordan show just got for a rating. Oh, that's a... Can we put it together? <laughs> Can we put it yeah, together? That's but, actually I mean, one that thing was, I've, been, I've been watching. My son yeah. didn't see it, and I DVR'd it and and have saved it because I knew he was going to be here for a while this summer, and so... Actually, we watched the third episode last Everything's night. Everything's on demand. You don't have to DVR. Yeah, anything. well, it did. Actually, it wasn't for a while, but it's um, it just hit Netflix. I did see that, that it just hit Netflix. So It was on Comcast the second it was on. You oh, can was just it? turn around and uh, watch it the, okay. anytime you wanted. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12A The Zone, brought to you in part by The Warehouse. Join the big show at The Warehouse Thursday from 2 to 7 at 86 East University Parkway in Orange. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! All right, Dave Rose is coming up at 8.30. Uh, Caleb Lohner cutting the hair. I got to say, this crossed me up a little bit, and I'll explain why. Next, stay with us.